Hey, podcast listeners, this is Gordon, a.k.a. Graybeard Runs from the Quotely Podcast, and you're listening to Nerd with a Phone Podcast. Welcome back to Nerd with a Phone. This is your host, Charles Haig. How in the heck have you been? We are soldiering on tonight. Under the weather, but we shall not crumble, right? <laughs> this is a hobby. It's a thing that makes me feel better, so we're going to go ahead with it. Going to try and see if we can't do about a 30-minute episode. i got three different things I want to talk about. Um, if I could get it closer to an hour, I'd be super pleased with that. Also doing laundry right now, so one of those. I got nothing better to do. Roommates asleep. Don't feel like playing a game. Hey, why not talk about some of the stuff I've watched this week and read? Right? Okay. That's coming up next on Nerve of the Phone. We're doing Ghost in the Shell, Thor Ragnarok, and the Amazing Spider-Man number nine. For November 2018. This will be like the Thanksgiving special. Hope you all enjoy. Catch you right after this short beat break.
before we get going here, welcome back. I wanted to uh, thank the YouTube uh, Free Music Library there for providing that opening intro. Uh, people have been pointing this out to me that I should be doing these things, so I'm going to try to remember these things. Uh, like I said, I mean, this is a hobby thing for me. It is monetized. If it blows up, it blows up. But I mean, I need to put it out there anyway. It's called Dragonfly. It's from the YouTube Music Library. Um, name of the artist escapes me at the moment. But it's one that I use quite often. And uh, yeah, we'll continue to use. It's a very cool little Asian style beat. And I thought it was appropriate as the intro for Ghost in the Shell. And Ghost in the Shell is a Japanese animated feature that premiered in the United States on the, um, March 29th, 1996. And I don't want to date myself too, uh, abruptly so we'll just say I uh, I was of legal drinking age in 1996 but I still chose to do that sparingly I had another favorite product back then but as it turns out and luckily so this movie uh, does not require you to be high in order to watch it and uh, I mean a short kind of uh synopsis here basically the whole concept of ghost in the shell is basically um think matrix only combined with robocop and in a far far flung future you can uh, in the universe of the film and the manga the comic the japanese comic you can transfer your essence into um, well, basically you can replace your entire body make it a cyborg um, but the easiest way to do this is to work for the government agencies they'll pay for it so you become a cop uh, an FBI type agent and there are various levels of augmentation that can be done and it's hard to come back to this film now and watch it uh, seeing where the world is going and everything. It's uh, simultaneously amazing and scary. <laughs> so, some quick hit details. I think I stated already, but I'll do it again. Uh, it premiered, in the United States at least, on home video, I believe. There may have, may have been a limited movie release, I'm not sure, I couldn't find the info. But uh, on 329, 1996, and it had a budget of $10 million. I can't even find an estimate for how much money the movie has made. And I know within the last couple of years, there was a reboot that was made starring Miss Scarlett Johansson. I still have not seen it yet. And uh, if I do, I'll be sure to let you all know my opinion. But it's going to have a tough time even glimpsing this movie. Glimpsing the heights of this movie. Wretch, I should say. But IMBD Movie Database gives it an 8 out of 10. The uh, 
Rotten Tomatoes website has it at 96% rotten, and RogerEbert.com has it at 3 out of 4, which I am assuming, again, is like one thumbs up. But uh, just talk about 1996 for a minute. Um, I mean, America Online was going pretty strong by that point and everything, but uh, I didn't have it. My cousin, who introduced me to this movie, had uh, this amazing thing through the cable provider here in town called the Sega Channel. (laughs) What up, Brandon? How you doing? Hopefully, I hope you hear this at some point. Yeah. Yeah, if it wasn't for my cousin Brandon, I would have never seen this movie. Wouldn't have even been on my radar. And I guess in a weird way, uh, neither would any uh, Japanese anime. I just wasn't interested. I had a small little world of things I was interested in. Spider-Man, for instance. And that was about as far as it went. But he knew I was a fan of Judge Dredd. And of Robocop. And of Big Trouble in Little China. And this movie is essentially the cartoon version of those movies put into a blender with a Eastern philosophy thrown and dripped throughout it. But I mean, you know, and now watching it again for this review, I, uh, it's amazing. Like, I mean, people want to point to the Matrix. I mean, even the opening title crawls to this thing. Uh, like the the Matrix stole so much from this movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you like the Matrix, there is absolutely no reason you shouldn't love this. So again, to borrow a certain Doctor Wolfula's uh, rating system, my own personal take on it. If. Uh, random pair of big cup earphones is a 10 and a picture of a lighthouse is a 5 I would give this bubblegum flavored icy as a rating (laughs) hopefully you guys know how this works by now (laughs) if I'm saying stuff like this watch the movie But I couldn't do this review without uh, doing a read of my favorite line from the entire film. I know I could get a clip, but I don't have a lawyer, so (laughs) here we go. This is from the Major. If you watch the film, you'll know who I'm talking about. If we all reacted the same way, we'd be predictable. And there's more than one way to view a given situation. What's true for the group is also true for the individual. It's simple. Over-specialize and you breed in weakness. It's slow death. Let's say that last part again. It's simple. If you over-specialize, you breed in weakness, and it's slow death. 
man, how I wish 20-year-old me could have understood those words. He thought he did. He absolutely thought he did. But I digress. Ghost in the Shell is an all-time classic. Anybody that says different either A, hasn't watched the movie, B, is just trolling you, C, isn't somebody you probably want to know. Just an opinion here. Alright, and that's the Ghost in the Shell review for this episode. Be back in a quick minute with Thor riding a rock. Segment two. Segment two is covering Thor Ragnarok. Hulk smash all expectation. I am BD. 7.9 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes 92%. And iTunes 4.4 out of 10, I'm assuming. In this movie, Man, this movie has the single best use of Led Zeppelin's immigrant song that has ever happened. You can argue this if you wish, but you're wrong. And you know I like to cover the budgets of these things because it's just interesting to me. Um, The budget for Thor Ragnarok, and of course it's a Marvel slash Disney film, It was uh, budgeted at $180 million USD, and the box office take on this was just short of a billion at $854 million. Whew, man, we spent a lot of money to go watch these movies. Yet people are homeless and starving. Okay. Okay. Don't get it twisted, oh, I love this movie, but it's Thanksgiving week. Some stuff have went down. If you listen to the previous episode, you know why I'm upset right now. I'm talking about this. I got to move on, move forward a little bit here. Got myself all riled up. And uh, just a bit of a plug for a show that may not need it at this point. Uh, go ahead and listen to uh, Ashley Graham's A Pretty Big Deal. I think that's what it's called. They got former President Barack Obama on there this week for Thanksgiving. Interesting points to be made there. Just a free plug, Ashley. I know you don't need it from me. You get the president on, so, yeah. Anyway. Former presidents are still called Mr. President on the Internet. That's just how it works. Moving on. Thor Ragnarok premiered on November 3rd. 2017 and this movie uh, focused on um, Thor uh, trying to get 
an escape from a pleasure planet of sorts, uh, ran by, uh, the villain was played by, of all people, Jeff freaking Goldblum. And this movie played almost like a two-hour version of an original Star Trek, you know, a Star Trek, the original series, like, three-episode plot. Um, I'm not saying it was a bad thing for that either. I mean, obviously, by the money made, um, most people agree that this was a really cool movie and everything like that. So, I mean, yeah. It's just when I think bad guys, I don't immediately think Jeff Goldblum. No. Jeff Goldblum's the waiter that, like, profusely apologizes for spilling water on you. He's not, he's not, you know, he's just not the evil guy. But it works here, strangely. It it just works here. I've heard people uh, describe it as uh, Thor does Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) And that's fair. Especially once the uh, rock creature is introduced. Looking an awful lot like a tree. Mm. Eh, it's okay. And the quotes are long in this movie. The quotes are long. And uh, I just, I'm not a paid actor, so we're not going to go through all that. Sorry. My, my favorite spoilery part here, but I'm sure it was in the promotion material is uh, Loki's line from when uh, Doctor Strange basically kidnaps some um, Thor and Loki. (laughs) And Doctor Strange has him trapped while he's having the conversation with Thor. (laughs) And when Loki comes into the fucking screen, he's all like, I've been falling for a half hour. I've been falling for 30 minutes. That's what the actual quote is. I've been falling for 30 minutes. So, I mean, before he went to bed and everything like that, I was talking to Dreadful Rock John about this and everything. Uh, I think Tom Hiddleston could uh, play... I mean, I don't know if they're going to do a reboot of Next Generation do for the movies, you know, what they did for the original series. That would be kind of cool if they did. But... Uh, Loki, the guy who plays Loki, has to play Lore. He just, he has to in order to play Lore. He needs to play Data. I'm not sure he'd be interested in Data, but at least that's how it's always been done. So I don't know. I mean, <laughs> anybody in Hollywood hears this? <laughs> Loki for Data, 2020. Make it happen. So what does a nerd with a phone rating? Uh, for Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, what is it? Alright, we're gonna use video game mascots. Alright, so if a perfect 10 is Ocarina of Time, the Zelda game, and a 1 is E.T. This would be Smurfs Adventure for ColecoVision. I like it. Don't judge, Internet.
kidding. It, this is actually more uh, Mortal Kombat 3. <laughs> Watch the movie. Spend time with your family. These are some hints, some things to do. That's the intention of this episode. Have a good Thanksgiving. Alright. That's going to wrap up this review. Be back in a quick minute with my impressions of the 2018 version of the Marvel masterpiece that is the Amazing Spider-Man comic series. Does it hold up? Or are they doing it justice? My opinion's next. Here on Nerd with a Phone. Spider-Man number nine. Uh, first half of November 2018. <clears throat> because I noticed that the next issue actually comes out on my birthday, November 28th. But before we get into that, to this, um, <laughs> I have a correction to make. Uh, as I'm a bit doofy. And, uh, was messing up on, uh, I, I was trying to edit this part out, and I, I would have wound up deleting the entire segment, having to record it again, I got a sore throat, so I just decided that this would be the easiest way for now, uh, but uh, the podcast I was wanting to call out and shout out to is actually called Rise, that's available over on CastBox. It's a fine podcast as well. Uh, the Ashley Graham podcast is good too. She just doesn't have a former sitting president for her episode this week. <laughs> I was mistaken. And with that nerdy admission out of the way, The Amazing Spider-Man number nine. And uh, I just wanted to tell you all, I mean, I hadn't read An Amazing Spider-Man in a while. Um, I hadn't read it probably since the 90s, maybe early 00s, possibly, but I picked it up this week uh, because Secret Headquarters here in my town, it's a comic shop, they were uh, having a blowout kind of deal, encouraging people to come in and get comic books and everything uh, in honor of the passing of Mr. Stan Lee. I did an episode about it a little bit. Uh, you can go back and check that out. It's just uh, one of the last three to four episodes I've did. But uh, <laughs> in preparation for doing this, I watched a, uh, and I've watched it before, but I wanted to give a little bit of a shout out, not that he needs it, to uh, Comics Explained on YouTube.com. Uh, I watched uh, his videos on the the Dr. Octavius Spider-Man and the Miles Morales Spider-Man and how all that all 
came to be. It's a very entertaining watch. I believe at least one of those episodes, is, I mean, because it's a series, they're almost always an hour. He shows the comics, he sometimes has to delete the word bubbles out, but he fully explains everything that's going on. And uh, <laughs> I'm probably going to be nowhere near uh, that in depth. But uh, the only way I know to do this is to kind of homage that channel. So I feel like, go check out Comics Explained. He's a really super cool guy. Uh, very mild-mannered from everything I can see. He's, you know, not some douchebag with a YouTube channel. He's actually a decent person. Go check him out. Anyhow, uh, issue number nine here of this current run. Uh, something that struck me here at the beginning. Uh, very clean. Uh, the cover is amazing. I showed that on Twitter. You might have caught that earlier. But, um, just, uh, and this is something that has always been with uh, Marvel comics, but especially the amazing Spider-Man comic. Um, it's been a number of years, decades at this point, since I picked up a Spider-Man comic that was new. So I did it. And... Like, it gives you the standard bio up here at the top. The expected stuff. Peter Parker was bitten by a radioactive spider. All that. That's there. That information's there. The, the title, The Amazing Spider-Man. And it says the name of the issue, which is Heist Part 2. Coming in to a second half here. <sighs> you know, editor's wet dream over Marvel, right? And then, uh, it says... Uh, just as the world was forgetting about how Peter Parker tanked his company, he had his PhD revoked and lost his job. At least Spider-Man was exempt from all that ill will until Mayor Wilson Fisk gave the web webhead a key to the city and made every hero suspicious that Spidey might be in Kingpin's pocket. But Pete, but Pete's got one thing, the best thing going for him, knowing all the risks. Peter and Mary Jane have decided to give their romantic relationship another chance, even though Spidey might suddenly get summoned to investigate the theft of all those Avengers, old costumes, and Tony Stark's armor. Even though Spidey might discover his own web shooter has been purloined mid-free fall. And it actually leads right into that on the very next page, on the very opening panel. I mean, it's like expertly done over there. So, uh, Nick Spencer, Humberto Ramos, and Michelle Bardini. Um, everybody that worked on this issue this is like excellent freaking work excellent freaking work I actually was half expecting to come in with some rant about uh, how um, nobody could do it like Stan Lee or uh, the creator of um, 
spawn you know those people that i grew up with in the 90s and the 80s and the 90s like it was stan spider-man and todd mcfarlane in the 90s early 90s late 80s early 90s there uh but uh they have done this justice it's like reading an issue of the old uh animated adventures from the 90s it's it's spot on it's perfect and i will be picking up the next issue and trying to find the first part arc of the story the first part of the arc <sighs> words right <laughs> anyway <sighs> that's my uh my review there um i feel like stan's legacy is in good hands right now uh that's good and i mean and that is divorced from uh any feelings about Miles Morales or the whole Dr. Octavius thing i have no problem with people taking um liberties and you know trying to tell the character in a new way everything like that there's other underlying issues i think uh but that's another podcast as i've said before trying to get a whole lot of politicalness on here. It's not with a phone, not politically incorrect. <clears throat> that being said, I will get on my high horse here at the end of the Spider-Man segment. Mr. Bill Maher. <laughs> said uh some pretty inflammatory things about the passing of Stanley uh calling everybody kids essentially on social media everything else uh, that he didn't understand it um and as much as my nerd hat wants to go on and just go to hell off on this guy uh, that's not what this medium has ever been check out an issue pick it up <laughs> you've got millions of dollars have somebody pick it up for you all right read spider-man <laughs> hell read in humans read the current issues of batman <clears throat> this isn't what you're thinking it is i'm positive of it All right. That ends our review. Uh except to say we're going to give this one another arbitrary rating here because it's necessary, right? Um if uh open umbrella in, in the rain is a 10 and a cookie dipped in milk is a 1. This equals the fuzz on the end of your cat's tail. Good issue. Pick it up. Amazing Spider-Man is perfectly amazing right now. All right, I'm nerd with a phone, Charles Haig. See ya. And 
<laughs> Welcome back. The uh, hope you enjoyed everything that we covered today. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Thor Ragnarok, and of course, who could forget the one and the only Ghost in the Shell. Um, these were three of the most uh, entertaining things I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, obviously, we're in November 2018 here, at uh, nearing Thanksgiving, coming up on the 22nd. So, uh, consider this, please, as you're uh, doing your holiday stuff, I, I would very much love uh, being invited into your home for Thanksgiving. <laughs> or at least uh, to part of your time and everything. Uh, and I know that it seems counterintuitive, right? But this really is a humbling ass thing for me, <laughs> I mean, uh, well on my way to 2,000 listens, and I mean, you know, I want to keep growing, uh, it comes back to that, uh, line from, uh, Ghost in the Shell that I had to write down to make sure I remembered, it's simple, over-specialize in your breed and weakness. It's slow death. And I mean, you know, variety is the spice of life. I hope you have found this episode entertaining. And so, a bit of a show update in the episode here. To end the episode with. Uh, I think this is how I'm going to try to do it from now on. Three segments and a show close. Uh, it's not that there won't be any quick hit episodes. I'm not saying that. I won't restrain myself that way. It's just the longer you can make it, the more listens and downloads there seem to be. Which is a crazy, crazy thing for me uh, to see when looking at the analytics. Some of the reading I've done has suggested that people are only listening to a portion of things. So, I mean, I don't know if I... I, I, Initially, I thought I was on a bleeding edge of something, you know, finding uh, some short, quick hits kind of episodes. Looking further at the data suggests that it's an anomaly. It's a false reading, right? So, okay. We'll do it the way the system demands. You still be a rebel and play within the rules, right? We'll make it work. We're still going to have some quick hit episodes. I'm going to have things to get off my mind. And those will be the thing is episodes. You know? But uh, this is how I want to do it from here on out. Uh, try to provide at least a half hour worth of content that's at least mildly entertaining. That's all I want this to be for everybody is just, you know, mildly entertaining, uh, <laughs> it just seems like a lot of people need this right now, including myself, so, alright, cool, bye
lot. I mean, approximately 500 people or so. I'm imagining it's like 500 people that I've listened two or three times. We're a small but growing army. <laughs> Their nation rise up. <laughs> this isn't a call to arms. Calm down. But again, I wanted to thank you for letting me be a part of your Thanksgiving if that's when you're listening to this. Or on Tuesday. Or whenever it is that you listen to this. Let me thank you for being a part. Let me be a part of your day. Might as well hit those call letters again. I am a nerd with a phone. This is Nerd with a Phone Podcast. My name is Charles Haig. We are available on 10 different platforms. That would be first and foremost in my mind, anchor.fm forward slash WWN. That's worldwide nerd, folks. Then iTunes, Apple Store, your favorite podcast player, Spotify, wherever, Twitter, every time I upload an episode, Nerd with a Phone 1. Uh, again, thank you to people such as Kira from Warrior Pursuit, Van Graham, YouTube, Twitter, uh, Ashley Graham, because I enjoy her program and I've actually learned a lot about, um, improving my podcast from just, uh, seeing how she does it, which is kind of amazing. <laughs> Osmosis does work if you uh, repeat it enough. And uh, I want to thank my uh, friends and family who have put up <laughs> with me doing this and everything like that. This is a, it's a humbling thing. I wanted to remind everybody, too, that the uh, ability to uh, support this podcast is available. Uh, it's been available from pretty much the second episode forward. Uh, somebody out there has finally broke the glass ceiling for me and given me $1 per month. Thank you, whomever you are. Uh, but this is Nerve of the Phone Podcast. I am Charles Haig, and we'll be seeing you Uh, Hopefully, the upload schedule will uh, remain the same. I'll try to get a big episode like this one, tonight's episode, up every Tuesday. Alright. See you every day or next Tuesday. See you every day or next Tuesday. Peace.